So how's the future? Miami Dolphins still suck. I need a plane and a pilot to fly undetected into Russian airspace so I can get a team of soldiers to the top of a glacier island in order to find an alien spaceship. Well, you know, they say kids never come by unless they need something. I need your help. I'll get my coat. Popheads, welcome to issue 174 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from a crappy future that doesn't make much damn sense. My name is Tom, and thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure you're following us on social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Please be sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with family, friends, loved ones, uh, people who owe you 10 bucks, people who owe you 20 bucks. And people you owe 20 bucks. Maybe maybe give them the podcast as a way to delay uh, whatever kind of, uh, 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 you know, tax there is on that $20 you owe them. You know? It, it, next thing you know, it's, it starts off as 20 and it goes to 50 before you even know it. Give them a podcast to listen to in the meantime while you gather your funds. <laughs> and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, by all means, leave us a five-star review. That goes a long way to uh, helping defeat the algorithm. And that's what this show is all about. We are sick of the algorithm telling us what to listen to and what to do, so we fight against it, and we fight against it with five star reviews. We have a a, a action-packed show for you today. We're doing a streaming movie triple feature here on the podcast, and I'm really, really excited to talk about these three movies. Uh, there, there's going to be a, a bit of a theme for all three of these movies, and it's it's uh, one of the th- well, there's multiple themes. It depends on on uh, on the individual. You all have to take this in. And, and process them on your own. But uh, I, would, I would stress patience. I would stress don't think too hard about it. And <laughs> get out your popcorn. <laughs> get out your popcorn because that's the kind of movies we're talking about here. Uh, you don't want to break these down, but we're going to. We are going to get into these movies. We are going to talk about the highs and the lows of all three of these features and and, and kind of prep you for, for what you can expect. Uh, they will be spoiler-filled, so be prepared for that. We are going to get into the nitty-gritty, so if you haven't seen these movies just yet, you know, maybe maybe pause when we get to the movie and then skip around. Uh, to, so you skip the movie, get to the movie that you have seen. Or, if you just don't care, sit back and, and, and buckle up for the ride, because, we're like I said, we're getting into the nitty-gritty here. There's a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about with the three movies that we have in mind for you today. And, and uh, let, me, let me kind of break it down for you now, because sometimes once the conversation gets going... Uh, it can be easy to overlook uh, the credits. And I love to to share with you all the credits for this movie, of the, the movies that we do in the podcast, uh, because I do think it's important to acknowledge the the people behind the camera, the people in front of the camera, and the, and the work they're doing, even if it's a film we don't like. I mean, people people tried. They, they put their efforts in, and they deserve to be acknowledged for that. Uh, uh, the first movie we're going to talk about today, from 2021, again, these are all this year, 
and they're all available on streamers. Uh, most two Amazon Primes and one Netflix. So keep that in mind as as we kind of move forward here. The first movie we'll talk about is Jolt, directed by Tanya Wexler, written by Scott Washa, starring Kate Beckinsale, Jai Courtney, Stanley Tucci, Bobby Cannavale, Laverne Cox, uh, David Bradley's in this, and and a, and a cast of many many others. And this is again a more action based movie. And uh, again, that's Jolt. All right, the second movie we're going to do today, Gunpowder Milkshake. This is starring Karen Gillan, Lena Headey. Uh, who else is in this? Paul Giamatti. We got Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, uh, uh, Carla Gugino. It's a it's a variable cast of, of of many many familiar faces that you all know and love. And uh, this is the second movie we're going to do. Again, another action based, action packed movie. This one's streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive, so check that one out. And the third movie we're going to get to today, and the one, I'll be honest, the one I was, I was like, I was building this episode around because I was really itching to talk about this one because there, there's so much in this movie to talk about, good and bad, good and bad. I, I you know, this is going to be, and remember, patience, patience, patience when you watch some of these movies. You have to go, you have to be along for the ride or you're just going to be miserable. So the third movie we're talking about, exclusive to Amazon Prime, we're talking about The Tomorrow War. Directed by Chris McKay, written by Zach Dean, and starring Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, Jasmine Matthews, Edwin Hodge, uh, Marilyn Raskub's in this, Mike Mitchell, and again, another cast of thousands and thousands of familiar faces that you will recognize from other things in life. But that are the, the, the excuse me, those are the three movies, our triple threat, our streaming triple threat, triple feature today here on the TomCast Podcast. And I'm really excited to get into these movies. Uh, we're going to be linking up with our good friend from the CoSG podcast, Reagan. He's going to come on board. He's going to give us his uh, thoughts on the movies. We're going to talk about them. Uh, knowing Reagan, he's going to. He, he, I will ask him at some point to offer up the uh, the, the the "Come on, it's still good" <laughs> mantra, uh, and we'll, we'll see what he has to say. I'm I'm very curious. We have not talked about these movies. I don't know. Uh, his train of thought on them yet. So maybe we agree, maybe we disagree. Uh, healthy discourse is is, is going to be a, a very strong possibility on this week's episode of the show. And I, I hope you all are ready for the fun because I am really, really curious what he has to say about these flicks. And uh, I think, <laughs> I also sort of think he might know which way I'm leaning on a couple of them. It's going to be an interesting podcast. I Again, I cannot... I'm excited for this conversation, and I hope you guys are getting as pumped as I am about this because it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get into the, the conversation proper, though, we do have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation who help keep the lights on and keep this show getting better and better. The, you can become an official, official member by heading over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff, co-hosting the ring in here. Check them out. Great, great show over there. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so much for being the official members of Pophead Nation. Uh, I do have one more disclaimer for you. Get ready for a new, sh- new, a, a new news show next week. We decided to put that on the, on the back burner for one more week, as as you know, we were starting to get some interesting news, but not quite enough for a full episode. Uh, and then early in the week, I started hatching the plan for this triple triple feature uh, for movie movie reviews that uh, I wanted to get to. So get ready. We're we're not abandoning the news. Uh, we're just kind of waiting for the news to get good. <laughs> we wanted to have some juicy stuff to talk about, and that's just ramping up. So we'll get to that. We'll get back to that uh, later in the week. Actually, I, yeah, you'll probably be hearing this on Monday, and then 
yeah, don't worry. The news is coming. We have plenty, plenty of news to talk about some exciting things on the horizon. So you know what you have to do next. You have to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. We'll make these disappear and get you into some new, clean boots. You'll need a Jane Austen. A Charlotte Bronte. And a Virginia Woolf. For reading. Hey, all right. Joining us all the way from across the country in Maryland, the Laurel Marylands, for, for anyone who wants to get specific and wants to hang out with the guy. We have Reagan from the CoSG podcast once again gracing us with his presence. Reagan, how are you doing, buddy? Greetings programs. I'm doing good, bud. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm excited about this triple feature we're gonna we're gonna get into. Uh, uh, for for various reasons. Some good, some bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I in in the opening of the of the episode I stressed that with these movies require a certain level of patience. <laughs> And uh, I don't, I don't know. How do you feel? Like, if there was one thing that you could say about all three of them, what would it say? What would you tell people if they're gonna be like, "Hey, I'm gonna watch you three movies"? Like, they're gonna watch them all in the, like, the, like back to back to back. Yeah, like because they, don't because this podcast inspires you to do so. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do like, it. Spread them out. Spread them out. <laughs> spread them out. Have some mouthwash. Then yeah, get back they, into it. Like, take your time. Take your time with them because uh, they all have problems. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it'd be a great triple feature. I don't think you'd be in a good headspace after it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and, and uh, you know, each of these movies has something interesting about them. Something, uh, uh, I think there's there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. But we're going to start first with with Jolt. Because I, I decided we'll, we'll spread them out based on their, their scores on IMDb. And okay, okay. Jolt currently has the lowest score on IMDb. I think it's like a 5.5. Really? Yeah, but you know, this is the one starring Kate Beckinsale, and uh, she has the higher level of cortisol in her blood that makes her a little bit super strong. But she's quick to t- quick to anger, so she has to wear this vest. Right? Is that the best way you would describe it? <laughs> she has to wear a vest in order to yeah, uh, to like kind of a function. little electrode vest. I I would call this movie a combination of Crank mm-hmm. meets like Lucy. Well, you know, that was the funny part when I was watching this movie was I was like, wow, this movie really wants to be uh, Lucy or Atomic Blonde, which are both better movies. Mm-hmm. Both better, yes. That's probably one of the things that disappointed me so much about this movie is the fighting was so blasé. Okay. Let me let me go ahead and read our plot here for for the, for okay, the audience. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hit him with it before I spoil the whole movie for people who haven't watched it. A bouncer with a slightly murderous anger management problem that she controls with the help of an elect- electrode lined vest that she uses to shock herself back to normalcy whenever she gets homicidal. After the first guy she's ever fallen for is murdered, she goes on a revenge-fueled rampage to find the killer while the cops pursue her as their chief suspect. That is um <laughs> an interesting encapsulation of the movie. I was going to say, some of that kind of happened. I guess she's technically a bouncer. I mean, she references being a bouncer at one point, but we never actually see her as the bouncer. Right. She can also be a cab driver. I think she's... Didn't she, like, quit that job? I think she's... A... They, they show her fighting uh, some people, like, punching some dude in the neck. We never really get a, a, a breakdown on... 
what exactly went wrong there? Right. <laughs> I mean, somebody was obviously rude to her because people are rude to her all over the and, place and for the, no reason. And that's movie. sort of the setup of the movie is like we learn from from a very early age that she doesn't uh, have much tolerance for people who are are rude or abusive to others. And this like is like kind of like what sets her off. Right. And then she she gets through her adolescence. She gets uh, all kinds of different uh, uh, training in things to kind of deal with her anger issues, like the military at one point and a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff. We get a lot of exposition at the beginning. Uh, and, and, yes. and it's all done by Susan Sarandon, who, spoilers, will show up at the very, very end to help set up a sequel, mm-hmm. <laughs> if there is to be one. <laughs> but you and I you and I are big Kate Beckinsale fans. We love her. She's Absolutely. A, she is a great kick-ass female actor. She does a great job in these kind of roles. What, what do you think goes wrong with this movie? Or what? Or like, what are the what are the things you like about the movie? Let's let's hit the positives okay, first. Okay, okay. What do you uh, like? Obviously, Kate Beckinsale, fantastic in the role. Agreed. Love her character. Mm-hmm. I love how she's super jaded. Yeah. And after one date with this guy, who Jai Courtney, then, who you and I uh, both dislike immensely in every uh, almost every other movie he's ever been in. I I don't feel he's. It's probably not his fault. <laughs> People are miscasting him. <laughs> In everything? They, they keep casting him as leads. He's not that dude. He's not that dude. That is a fact. He is a supporting character, a la when he was in Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. or he's, you know, seventh on the call sheet in Suicide Squad. You, it was funny. I, I couldn't help but think about Suicide Squad watching him in this movie and being like, it, it, was, it speaks volumes about how bad that movie is that he's one of the best parts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's him. Uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Margot and, Robbie is awesome, and and, that's and uh, Will Smith. I did not hate as a Deadshot. I did not hate, but I did not like. He, he's passable. Yes, but there's so much to hate in that movie. Yes, there is. That you're 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 getting jiggy with. I mean, it, the bar the bar moving. is low. That that's yes, all I'm saying yes. about that. The bar is low with Suicide Squad, and I mean he's terrible in the the what the fifth Die Hard movie that he's in as as uh, McClane's uh, kid. He's terrible. Oh, almost unwatchable. And I watch everything, <laughs> especially Die Hard films. Love them. Yeah, I, I terrible movie. I couldn't quite figure out why. Um, and I, listen, I'm gonna, all, all three of these movies, I don't know any of the characters' names. So I'm just going to call her Kate Beckinsale, okay? I think it's Lindy in the movie, but like, we'll say Beckinsale. I think so. But I, I couldn't quite figure out why, he, why she was so charmed by him. Uh, during that, that original date, the way he like, uh, breaks the ice to get her to sit down, I did enjoy. Okay, okay. I was like, oh, that's smooth. What I would have enjoyed in this movie is if she was running around trying to save his life for the whole time, and he was the damsel in distress. That that would have been much better. I think because right. as soon as it's like, oh, he shot in the head, but we're not really going to show the body. I was like, God damn it! If he's the villain at the end of this fucking movie, yes, yes, 100- I'm going to lose my shit. I am glad you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing. And I was like, wait a second, he's dead this early in the flick. He's going to show up at the end. Obviously, yeah. he's pulling the strings here because he he did seem to. Co- he, he sort of had like this swarminess about him in that opening scene where he, he it felt like he kind of knew about her because he was trying yeah, to talk to yeah. her in a way that she could relate to and, and understand a little bit better because she's very disassociative with people. You know, she doesn't mm-hmm. like people. She says it in the beginning of the movie. So he, he very much makes the effort to make himself like likable 
to her. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed like the, the bitch waitress being was, rude for no reason. Right. And I, I enjoyed her beating the shit out of her in the bathroom too. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, and then I thought about it. I was like, I mean, yeah, she's an asshole. <laughs> but like, she just had her face like slammed into the, the wall like 20 times. Right. But th- th- that, I think to me, that was like part of the part, the one of the parts of the movie that I enjoyed the most was like Kate Beckinsale as like the polite police just smashing the <laughs> shit out of rude people. I was like, that's a movie I'd watch. Like, her just going yeah. around to rude people and beating the shit out of them. <laughs> like, I'm way more into that movie than her fighting the criminal underworld of this kind of like made up London that they concocted for the movie. Or, I'm sorry, made up New York. New York. They New concocted York, yeah. for the movie, which is clearly Bulgaria because the bar is the same one that's in The Expendables. Come on. Maybe they have a carbon copy of that bar in like Brooklyn. No, it's in Bulgaria. <laughs> Stallone owns it in Expendables. Trust me. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Yeah, I I really wanted to like it, but yeah, it just felt like a cheap version of like you said, like, of, of of like Lucy, of Atomic Blonde, uh, of Crank. Also, all all better fights. All better oh, movies. Uh, even Crank does, because when she she loses control and gets super violent, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be gory. Her like punching people's eyeballs out. Like, if you're gonna do something like this, you can't half-ass it with. I mean, she does rip out some dudes from Albert. Yeah, I, you saw that coming a mile away, too. Well, right. Whenever the big guy with no shirt on and nipple rings shows up, you, you know those nipple rings are getting used. Getting ripped out. And <laughs> I'm really surprised she didn't do it the first move, because I was like, why would you pop your top off and show her where your weakness is? Right. I, I felt the same Fucking way. Fucking King Hippo, what's the matter with you? <laughs> if she had punched him and his pants fell down, that would have been funnier. It would have been much funnier. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know. I, again, I, I really enjoy Kate Beckinsale, especially uh, as like an action star. I think she's good at it. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. She's, she's she is not the problem with this movie by no. any means. Like, if you're a big Beckinsale fan, just watch this movie. It's like ninety minutes, and 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 watch her beat some beat some skulls in. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've, I've been shitting on it. I had fun watching it. Sure. Up until the the big reveal at the end, when I was like, "Fuck you guys! That's so lazy." Think of anything else. I like, did. go to idea number two. <laughs> the, uh, uh, um, what did you think of the police angle with this? With, uh, you know, you had Bobby Cannaval and uh, Levering Cox as the police that are investigating the death of Jai Courtney's character. Weird. Because <laughs> uh, uh, he basically loves Kate Beckinsale, which I get. Who does I've seen her. Yeah. I get. Like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be objective. And he's just basically breaking the law for her. And then the um, the the other partner, I'm sorry, you just said her name. Uh, is, the Vern Cox is the is the actor. Yeah, I don't. I forget, yeah. Again, I don't know the character names in this movie. Yeah, neither do I. But she's immediately shooting at Kate <laughs> Right, she comes in, puts her and hands up, like, bang, bang. Are you bang. a dirty cop? What's happening? <laughs> and that, that was a twist I thought might have been more interesting, but apparently she's just super yeah, by I, the book with an itchy trigger finger. See, that's what I thought was going to come out, that she actually shot Jock Courtney. Like, right. she carried out the hit. Yeah. The, and the partner didn't know. I, I, I'm i with you on that. I thought that there would be a more involved plot, but there really, really isn't. I, I had a question. One of the first notes I wrote about this movie was... Jai about Cor- babies? Well, is a, first note, Jai Courtney sucks. <laughs> uh, second note is... Uh, okay, and then I'll, re- I'll read this to you, and then you can address it. Okay, he buys her a camera after one date with seven question marks after it, 
uh-huh, then uh-huh. after she wakes up after their their night of vigorous lovemaking, right? Uh, he says that it's afternoon, but he didn't want to wake her up. And then she goes to see Stanley Tucci's therapist character, and he's like, "It's ten a.m." I was very confused. Was that not the next day? I thought it was the same day. I'm. Everything happened very fast in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it was the next day. Because he had the meeting with his one client, and then they were supposed to come over that night and get, and he's going to cook her fish. Right? Well, I thought he said, come over tonight, and I'll make you fish. <sighs> maybe, I don't know. I don't, whatever. The timeline is jumbly at, at best. Yeah. I'm, once again, Tom, put more thought than they did into the thing. <laughs> it was like, he's dead. One cop's a good cop who wants to bang her, and the other cop. I guess I don't know. She seems like a good cop, I suppose. I mean, she shot at her right away. <laughs> she did, but at that point, right, she's, like, she's also the very convinced time she they killed. Meet, she just immediately starts shooting <laughs> at her. Um, uh, my other note, or uh, I'm sorry, actually, real quick, I was going to say Stanley Tucci and and Kate uh, Beckinsale. They have great scenes together. I think sure. that's a fun I mean, dynamic. Well, I mean, Tucci's awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic. And like, like I said, this movie has like the right elements. It's just not really brought together in the right way. Yeah. It's almost there, though. And uh, so, so Jai Courtney's character is killed. Uh, the you know the, the, she's talking to the police. I, I don't understand necessarily why she's so fixated on trying to solve this mystery herself. I don't know if I buy that necessarily, but again, I mean, it's, it's the movie; it has to happen. I, I like it because it's like the first person she met that she didn't hate. Okay. Okay. You know, probably in since her parents are. I don't know. I, I guess it just felt was like someone who has like this weird, like kind of like disassociative thing from society that maybe she'd be like, oh, whatever. But maybe you're right. Maybe she just fixates. Yeah. So I, I can buy that. So the other the, the other thing I wanted to ask you is uh, why is there a 13 year old girl working at the Best Buy equivalent Ugh. <laughs> as like mega hacker who can break I into know. his phone? Hey, the, the phone of I who was... is to be revealed as a CIA agent, no less. <laughs> the kid? Yeah, the kid. Well, I mean, the kid. The kid breaks into the phone of a CIA operative who is Jai, oh, Co- is Jai Courtney's character yes. is revealed to be. It, yes, because they're like, oh, who's the biggest nerd here? And, of course, they go to somebody in a hoodie, and you're like, oh, that's definitely a woman because they're going to be like, oh, it's a surprise. Women can hack, too. Like, it's 1999. <laughs> oh. but, but just the... the I don't care. She's, like, 13, though. I know. Is that someone's daughter who made this film? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Why is that kid in this movie? I don't know. Why? I don't know. It, like that whole, like anything in the best buy, I was like, why is this a thing? <laughs> Including the, this, this mid credit sting. Whenever I need to go and break into someone else's phone, I go to Best Buy. <sighs> that's what I do. And that's my thought process. And I was like, you know what? You know who's got the best hackers in the world? Best Buy. Best Buy. Geek Squad. <laughs> Geek Squad, that shit. Let's do it. I <sighs> At least find like another hacking person, and you know, beat him up until he hacks into it. What did and you then think? I get that violence I want. I think this is actually before that scene, but I, I, I was curious. What did you think of the car chase between uh, her and the cops? She's in that fancy uh, sports car. I thought she didn't know how to drive at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then drives it very well. Insanely <laughs> well afterwards. Yeah. I don't. That was uh, interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting set pieces and yeah. action stuff in here, but it's just like none of it. Again, it just, just it, doesn't coalesce in anything remarkable. It, I want to say disjointed or yeah. it doesn't really click. Like nothing clicks together that well in this film. And I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. 
And I'm saying, yeah, it doesn't really work. No, and I mean, I th- I think that's the the best thing. Well, I shouldn't say the best thing, but I mean, at, at a runtime of like 90 minutes, you're not like super on the hook for yeah. anything. You know, at least it's short. <laughs> it's, yes. it's it's completely disposable entertainment. That is correct, and it sets up a sequel. And Susan Sarandon shows back up, who I had forgotten did the the opening. Yeah, she's the talkie talk. Yeah. And I was like, oh right, that was her voice. She was at the beginning of this movie. All right, now <laughs> I guess we're getting more. Something you hinted at, but I definitely want to talk about is right. after the car chase scene. You know, the the cops crash. Uh, uh, is that when Bobby Cannavale's character has to be in the hospital? He's hospitalized, but the other partner's fine. Yeah, yeah, because she. Yeah. Okay, and then and then uh, uh, Kate Beckinsale shows up there because she has more questions, and Bobby Cannavale's been been uh, nice to her and is trying to help her because he, yeah. you know, he digs that Kate Beckinsale vibe, and I get it, I understand, I know where he's coming from. Um, but this leads to uh, Laverne Cox and oh. and uh, uh, Kate having a, a, a chase through the hospital scene, and ultimately leads to a baby tossing sequence in a maternity ward. Yeah, where I was like, don't throw the babies. <laughs> don't throw the babies. Don't th- you're the hero of this movie. Heroes don't throw newborn babies. <laughs> so it's an interesting choice. That's something the fucking Joker would do. <laughs> you're right about that. That is a fact. <laughs> so I mean, he'd probably strap bombs to the babies, but still. So through the course of, the, of of her adventures here and going to Best Buy and finding the hacker, we find oh. out that that Jai Courtney's character was like an accountant for uh, this big time criminal, this guy named Fazil, right? Which I right. thought was hilarious because Fazil's the name of the guy that uh, that uh, Connor McCloud kills in Highlander in the parking garage at the wrestling match. Same guy. Same guy, basically. <laughs> Uh, which made me laugh. I was like, Fazil? That's the name he came up with? Really? Okay, fine. <laughs> He's dead in a parking lot in New York City in 1985, but all right, that's cool. <laughs> he got better? So now she's going to go on this rampage against an entire criminal organization. Yes. Fine. I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. watched this far. Let's go all the way. When we first meet Fazil, played by the by the great David Bradley, who is an actor mm-hmm. I really enjoy because he's, yes. he's creepy and old and menacing in all kinds of ways. Yeah, uh, and he plays... Eating that lobster like a psycho. Oh my god! I'm talking about cockroaches and stuff. Oh my, that was yeah. creepy and like, what up. the fuck is happening? <laughs> and apparently, like her and Beckinsale are related, or he and Beckinsale are related in some way. Yeah, he's her her godfather. Godfather. There you go. Yeah, yeah so I read a, that and I was like, awesome. I think everyone in the is related in some way. I think that's just how it works. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. I haven't been there. Don't ask me. <laughs> but when we first meet his character, why is he hanging from the ceiling? I didn't understand that at all. And like, not like hanging there, no as it, not like hanging like inverted because he has to like take a like tension off his spine or anything. Like he's not in, in, in like an inversion table. No, he had like tubes. Yeah, it was like looked like something out of Blade. <laughs> I yes, of... I thought vampires immediately, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's because Kate Beckinsale's in this movie. She's not wearing she's... enough leather to be in the underworld, and she's not nearly pale enough. <laughs> right, doesn't have the contact lenses in. I mean, if if I found out this is actually like a super secret, um, what are those movies called? One of the what? Which ones? Uh, I need more. The clues. vampire one she's in. Oh, Underworld. Underworld yeah. movies. God, that, it went right out of my brain. I was just like, <laughs> just call it Evolution. That's not what the movie's called. So. <laughs> but if there was a secret Underworld like prequel, where that's how she tries to cure her uh, 
rage problems, but she becomes a vampire. Yeah, so she ends up in a whole thing with Fazil's number one guy, and like they they have a whole big battle thing, and it, it's yeah. it's a fine fight scene. It, it's it's interesting enough. Yeah, it's in a murder room. Yeah, and you know that's cool. all, that's all fun. I like the way she uses her own blood to blind the guy. That was fun. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and and I don't know why they don't just shoot her in the head. Nope. Like, Everyone has to be tortured to death. Yeah. Like movies can't be simple. Organized crime people are crazy. Just shoot him in the head. No, You're going to win. They need to work so much more better. Often. Like, 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 come on, like take it down a couple levels here. Just bullet to the brain. It's over. Yeah. Cause also it's not like she had information to give them. No, they just want to make her suffer for beating the shit out of everybody. I guess. I guess she did. Uh, she does, uh, 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 electroshock that one guy's balls. That's interesting. Uh, that, that again, the, I think that's the same fight scene, right? With the, with uh Mr. Nipple ring. Isn't it? That's after she wins the fight. He gets in the car. She, yeah, but you know, it's that part, guy gets it's part of that whole sequence, at least, yeah. where she, she thinks then, that guy's Fazil, but it's, it's not. It's somebody else, and you know, she has to work away at the food chain. Just shoot her before you get in the car, also. But right? yeah, what do you do? but you know, so she she kills the the number, the number one guy. She's gonna go up and kill Fazil now, but he's already dead, and that's when Jai Courtney reveals himself, the, <sighs> the CIA guy who's like trying to move in for unknown reasons. He doesn't really explain his motivations very much he just knows that she's like a tool and all he had to do was like you know yeah bang her out and i was like god this is awful i'm glad you said it because i didn't want to <laughs> yeah well that's basically what he says in the stupid movie yes yeah i mean much. i hated this reveal so much percent this to me knocks the score down so low do you know how funny it would have been if a guy of john courtney's size was cowering in the corner screaming Wow, Kate Beckinsale is punching people in the face, saving his life. It would be awesome. <laughs> so much better. So much better. And then, you know, they break up at the end of the movie because he's like, oh, I don't really want to get that serious right now. We went on one date. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that's fucked up. Uh, credits. <laughs> well, the, the question I had for you, and, and I, I tried to back up the movie, and I, I still didn't see it. Like, where where did she get the bomb from? Is that Did they show how she came up with that? Or is it just in the torture room? I feel like it came out of nowhere. Don't no no. She goes into her her apartment. Remember the her nine falls and becomes sixty nine. And I was like, oh right, God right, damn it! Did yeah. I write this when I was thirteen? Right, right, right. Yeah, we didn't mention that part of things. You're right. That yeah, was crazy. So juvenile. she comes back. So she then, knew someone had been in there. So she knew her apartment was wired to yeah. blow. So she comes in through yeah. the window. And so that, the that's the same there. bomb she took. Oh, that's right. Because she blew her apartment up with the microwave and the with the foil. Yeah, and she kept the bomb. Right, right, right. You're okay. All right. Thank you for clearing that up. I forgot about that that plot yeah. point. Yeah, yes. So yeah. did I. Talk. I was trying to work out the problem. I was like, where did she get that bomb? Yeah. From? No, no. I'm glad we talked it out because I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She put the foil in the yeah. microwave and put it on delay, which is not a feature I have on my microwave. I don't know if you do. Delay? No, I got popcorn. <laughs> I got popcorn too. I don't have delay. I can't <laughs> delay it for twenty minutes and then start cooking my food. <laughs> yeah, you know what a delay is on a microwave? You just put the food in. No, and you push nothing. Yeah, you don't. You don't delay on a, on a microwave. You you hit the power <laughs> button and you start. <laughs> Ridiculousness. But she blows up Jai Courtney, and that's kind of the end. And then for reasons I still don't understand, she goes back to her old apartment where Susan Sarandon finds her, and, and, and also it's kind of like, why are you here? Yeah, most people. Yeah, uh, you also find out like Tucci's bad as well. Yes, you're right. Yeah, Tucci's the one who sold her out to to Jai Courtney's character. Yeah. Uh, but he gets so Tucci kind of takes the fall in all this, 
even though he, I, I felt like he was trying to help her. Yeah. And it sort of felt, I, I was, I, I kept waiting for him to say like, they forced me to do this. Like I had to do this or they were going to kill me kind of thing. And he never really says that. He's like, I had, you know, it was like, I had to, I had to, but he never really elaborated on anything. Well, maybe in the sequel we'll get more Tooch. You got to get more Tooch if you're doing more of these movies. Like, I need the Tooch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Him and Beckinsale, like I said, he and Beckinsale were so good together. They had a great so dynamic. Good. They they bounced off each other really nicely. It was, it's definitely a high point of the flick. Yeah. So her give next... us more to do with them. He, like yeah, he should be you. her handler if there's more. Yeah. yeah well, I, I wanted to keep being like her therapist and talking her through it. Mm-hmm. Whatever she's going through. Her next evil boyfriend's got to be Paul Rudd. Because everybody loves Paul Rudd, and <laughs> an evil Paul Rudd sounds really entertaining. Like, um, did you see the movie Mute? No. Well, so he's a bad guy. He plays a villain. That's impossible. Evil Hawkeye Pierce type character. Don't believe you. Don't believe uh, it's, it's Paul Rudd. He he can't be evil. Uh, same universe as Moon. Listen, I'm just gonna say this one time, and like that's the end of the conversation. But I'll I'll mm-hmm. catch you on the Jobin. You catch me on the Jobin? Later on the Jobin, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm Paul Rudd. That's a young love, person. That's I love you, man. Come on. Get with it. Paul Rudd, Jason Segel. Does it I, get better? I, I, I saw it. It's not my favorite Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> it's out there. I mean, Later on the mansion. <laughs> I, I love how he doesn't wait, know how to say goodbye to people. It's the best. You think that movie's better than like... um. Oh boy! Uh, role models. Ooh. Yes, but not really. By much. I like it's close. Role, model. role models is great. Role models is pretty great. Okay. Well, okay. Hold on, we're we're way sidetracked now. <laughs> Wait, we're not here talking about Paul Rudd movies. <laughs> no, we're we're talking about the imaginary sequel to Jolt that will probably never happen. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this because I know you are you are like the guy for this question. All right, so this mm-hmm. I mean this is why you're here to answer this one question. I was really expecting like a moment in this movie with like the vest and, and her being in the enemy's clutches, similar to what we got with a favorite of yours on the podcast, Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I never got that satisfactory moment with her and the vest and her kind of like, I don't know, being like, I don't need this fucking thing. I'm just going to kill everyone anyways. Well, you know what? When she was being tortured... Well, cause, that I mean, was, yes, that was the without incident scene. It, it doesn't it doesn't deliver though. I mean, like like they yeah, well, her and Tooch established early on that she was developing a tolerance. So Jai Courtney's hitting the button at, you know every two seconds yeah, at the end of the movie, yeah, that, and she just eventually powers through. And I was like, that wasn't as nearly as cool as like the uh, the moment I was hoping for. That would kind yeah. of help bring this thing together in the third act. Yeah. See, now that you mentioned that, that's a much better scene. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's much better, isn't it? <laughs> This movie's going up to like 6.1, 6.2 on IMDb. Yeah, and, and you know, again, and, and you know, she's being, the first time around she's being tortured by the uh, 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 the number one guy for Fazil, and he takes the vest away. Like, I thought more would come out of that, that whole scenario, and no, nothing she really just ever happens. To, no, she goes she back to Tooch and says, can I have another I one? I need another vest. And I'm like, what? What the fuck is happening here? Tucci's Alfred. Like, yeah. He's got... Or Lucius Fox, whatever or, your or, Batman or Q for is. Batman or like whatever. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just was like, I never got like that that kind of moment where she realized she didn't need it or like it was obligatory. It just was like a, it was hindering her more than helping her. I, I I wanted that and it never happened. Right, and so that that bummed me out more than anything. I never got that moment because if I'd gotten it, 
it might have brought it all together for me. I would have been like, you know what? I'll put up with the bullshit for that. Right. <laughs> yeah, and all that being said, this was fun. It's, it's fun. a free movie on Amazon. It's on Amazon. You, there's I was so ways to spend excited to minutes, watch it. But it's not, I mean, again, patience. Don't think yes. about it too hard. Just, yes. you know, just sit back, have some popcorn, have some nachos. Watch Kate punch people in the face, rip out a Prince Albert, bust some nipple rings off. Uh, you know, let you get a guy in the testicles. Yep. Yeah, for that, if you're if you're into that, this movie's your jam. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm done with Jolt. You got anything else I to am. say? No, that's it. I mean, it's like I, one to ten. It's probably a five or a six. Like it, it's honestly rated probably where it belongs on IMDb. Yeah, surprising enough. It, it's a harsh word, but you know, it's mediocre. Yes, this is a Saturday morning when you're a kid and it's on Channel 20. <laughs> if you're on the East Coast, you know exactly what I'm talking WDCA about. WDCA Channel 20? That's right. Oh, my. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> well, the next movie up in our in our trifecta today, uh, and next highest up in the IMDb rankings uh, at a 6.0, is Gunpowder Milkshake. Now, I like this movie a lot more, but again, it's not without its problems. Particularly in the third act. Okay. This movie is more beautiful to look at. Yes. Shot better, uh, uh, uh-huh. more, more stylized, uh, yeah. almost to a fault in the third act, but, you know, we'll get there. Uh, but this is about a, 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 a what, what would we call her, like a, like a hit woman? Yes. <laughs> the, the, listen, I'm going to read you the plot off of IMDb, and you let me know if it could be more generic than this. It says, three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them. Did that happen? I guess. Yes, technically. Three. <laughs> nope. Nope. Disagree. Does that little girl fight anybody in this movie? I mean, I guess she's part of the plan. They're more protecting her. I I mean, she doesn't really fight. Just saying. <laughs> just going to throw it out there. But this movie, to me, beautiful to look at. Yes. The story is hot garbage. <laughs> This, is, this one disappointed me on so many levels. I was like, this should have just stayed a five-minute short. Wow. Just a trailer. Okay. So disappointed in this. Really? All right. I was kind oh of along for the ride for a lot of it. Like, I had questions the entire time. Like, I, you know, and it, sort of, sort of, I had plot questions, but they're sort of the ones that, like, they just kind of wave their hands at. Like, oh, no, 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 don't look over here. Just watch what's happening on the screen. Um. <laughs> There's enough to me. There was enough action sequences that I was interested in, and I love the cast. So yeah, I, I the cast is fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely along for the ride. Uh, but to me, after the after the library shootout is when the movie kind of falls apart. I I, I was able to kind of hold it together with bubblegum and duct tape. Those, yeah, those first two no. acts, <laughs> but the third act is 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 a real. The third stretch. act is a complete mess. Yeah, it's a real stretch to to. Be, I, I was holding together anything. until Sarah Connor showed up. Wait, what? Um, what the best part of the movie at the end oh no Lena Hedy's the best part of this movie she's fantastic she's, she's great uh, everyone's great in this movie by the way I, again I love this cast like you, love you, the cast you have oh. Michelle Yeoh in a flick I'm, I'm down again, yeah absolutely I'm, I'm auto and in she's there's so many great people I was just really disappointed <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there were there were elements that I was disappointed in for sure, and one of one of my biggest complaints was uh, uh, one of the thugs that they go up against for like McAllister, uh, the the guy Virgil with the with like the, the the long hair from his face the entire time. 
I really wanted his death to be way better. <laughs> like yes, yeah, the one with the the match in his mouth. Yeah, he'd have like the toothpick or the match or whatever. Yeah, and he had like he, the hair he, in front of his face. I wanted him yeah. to like really die badly, especially after he killed Carly Gugino's character. Which I was yeah, like, right. I was like, wait, why didn't she just put the tomahawk in his skull? Wait, what happened here? Why did this go wrong? They had to have one of them die. I guess that made me sad too. I mean, I like the librarians, and like I liked that it was like I'm saying like way too much. I liked the John Wick of it, where it's like the Continental. I did want to ask you about that because I mean that's been like one of the one of the biggest crit- criticisms is that it's like it, it's it's Wick with ladies. It's like Lady Wick. Why can't it be the same universe? This is just another safe space, like the the diner is a safe space where mm-hmm. you're not supposed to use weapons, except if you decide you can. I don't know how that works at the end of the movie. I did enjoy that slow-mo thing, though. That was cool. That was pretty fun. That, that was, like, again, very stylized, but I thought that yes. was a good way to kind of close out the big action sequence. Shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. This movie looks gorgeous. The the bowling alley fight is good, but they weren't as smooth with their uh, quick cuts as I would have liked them to be. Like You can yeah. kind of see where they chop it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, to kind of make it look like things are happening faster or more, more, you know, just more action based. Um, right. You know, it's, again, it's not flawless, but overall, I enjoyed this more than Jolt, and I, I think it is. It there's enough elements to make you want to watch it. But See, that, that watched, third act is rough. Which did you watch first? Uh, I did. I watched. You, you I watched, watched Jolt, Jolt first. first. Well, actually, of of the three, the, our third movie will be the one I watched first. But recently, okay. But I meant of these two. Yeah. You watched Jolt first. I did. See, I watched Gunpowder first. Okay. And I had such high hopes for it. Sure. Like, at, you know, when you see that trailer, you're like, this movie's going to be incredible. Yeah. And it's fine. But once again, it's just fine. The writing's not great. This, the story's kind of blah. Mm-hmm. It's great style. Looks beautiful. I can't say it enough. This movie looks incredible. And as, as a Netflix production, yes. uh, it's international. So it has that kind of, like, broad base appeal for everyone like you know you can like you watch it and you're like oh i recognize that stuff i know where that's at and it, it's a it's a great diverse cast it's a strong female characters like there's a lot to really dig about the flick uh mm-hmm. and especially because it is very it, but i think that's also one of the things that's it's probably uh hindering it as far as uh, uh like watcher reviews go because there is sort of like this you know i don't want to go do too far down this rabbit hole but i mean you see it i see it People don't uh, like these sort of like female-led movies because they're. I don't know why. Some of them are fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, other than misogyny, I don't have another way to to explain what's going on with with some of like the the hate reviews that people get. I know the He-Man stuff infuriated me, man. Right, and this is another one's movie because it's it's you know it's kick-ass female characters versus like the stale, tired male <clears throat> mafia gangster dudes, and like I didn't have a problem with that at all. Like that's Neither not my quibbles. Like my quibbles and, are, are story based. Yes, that that's my problem. Like, I don't care that it's like I love. I mean, hey, I love Michelle Yeoh. I Karen love um, Nebula. Yeah, like, Karen. Can I think Ke- of Nebula? Thank Karen you, Gillen, Yeah, <laughs> killing me. Stop like, talking over me, in fool! The back I'll of tell my you. Head. <laughs> oh. If you didn't talk over me so much, Reagan, you'd hear me give you the answers. I know, but I talk over everybody. <laughs> But yeah. real quick on He-Man, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> yes, of course. Go on. The one part I thought was really boring about He-Man mm-hmm. 
was when the He-Man was there beating everybody up. I was like, oh, this is going to be a boring fucking show. <laughs> He-Man's just going to show up and save the day. Just whoop all this the is going to suck. <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? Thank God. And it sent the internet into an uproar. <laughs> I, I watched that series again, and I actually liked it more the second time around. I was like, I'm way more into this. I love it. Triclops and Trapjaw for life, man. We used to, uh, again, side note, and a little bit of truth time. When we were kids, Mark and I used to feed Trapjaw craft singles with his Trapjaw mouth. Didn't it get all stuck in the toy? Fuck yeah, it did. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. We're like, look, he's eating cheese. <laughs> or, you know, nowadays we have to say it's cheese product, but you know, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> oh, sh- no. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Tom, back in the studio to cut in for to give you a little, like a little peek behind the curtains here. It was at this point in the episode uh, that my phone in particular, but I think Reagan's also, uh, our phones went crazy. Uh, because in the real world, which usually I'm able to shut out during the recording of an episode, uh, but not this time because my phone, like I said, my phone went absolutely apeshit. This was when... The the biggest trade this season in baseball happened. The the Max Scherzer Trey Turner trade uh, from the Washington Nationals to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, when it had been reported earlier in the day that the Padres were were the leading team to acquire the talents of of Max Scherzer, um, that's when this all happened. And and I had uh, fellow angry Padre fans, I had uh, upset Nationals fans, and uh, gloating Dodger fans all blowing up my phone at the same time. Meanwhile, Reagan was was getting. Uh, text about Russell Westbrook getting traded from the Wizards to the Lakers, and it was a whole thing. So we needed to get some feelings out and 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 kind of re 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 uh, reform our thoughts on the movie. So we tried to pick up very. I think we picked up very seamlessly, but here we go. Let's get back into the actual conversation. So sorry about the interruption, uh, but sometimes reality, the real our real lives cannot be ignored, and our fandoms cannot be ignored either. So apologies for for the interruption, but let's get back into it. Let me ask you about about Paul Giamatti's character. Uh, when the movie starts, you know, we, we're, we're seeing, uh, Sam as a young girl, her mom's done something very similar to what Sam does later in the movie that gets her into trouble. Uh, and mm-hmm. she's going to leave her daughter to, to keep her safe. And she leaves her in the hands of Paul Giamatti's character. Who's like a kind of like the shot caller for this organization, right? Like what are they, the yeah. firm, the firm or something. Is that what they're called? Yes. I, I almost wanted to call them the outfit. Yeah, right. I was thinking the same thing. It's very much and I was like, like Nope, that's a different movie, different movie. Uh, uh, but what did you think of that character and kind of how he uh, kind of sells out Sam throughout the course of the flick because of the situations? Uh, I, I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah. So I have nothing negative to say about him. I I really thought he was going to pretend to sell her out and then tip her off and she was going to take out the the partners or whatever the management was that came into that room. Right. And they just look at him. They never say anything and just stare at Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I mean, so would you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep waiting for say lines from sideways and he, he won't do it. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he does send her that text message being like, Hey, you know, here's, I, here's some stuff to help keep you safe. Lay low, get out of town or whatever. But that's, yeah. that's obviously not the plan. Uh, and then they, you know, you sort of think they might let, you know, he might die at the end of this movie, but he lived. They let him live. 
assuming that he can keep them sort of safe by telling them not to go after them because for reasons that, are, again, are never explained in this third act, they know who all the partners are and they can kill them at any time. Never explained, which I didn't care for. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they always knew because she is part of that organization. Yeah. Or the librarians have all this information. I don't know. It, it felt... it. it in a lot of ways, it feels like, eh, I don't know, it doesn't feel quite like two movies, but it feels like a movie filmed during COVID, where like a lot of the cast yes. can't interact with the other half of the cast. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, May, that might place, I just, I think they had a premise, and they're like, we're just going to make it really beautiful to look at, and people are going to forget what's going on, because they're going to be like, wow, this looks great. Yeah, and okay, so let me, let me, uh, I guess I should back up a step too. I know I read the plot that was on IMDb, but that's not the plot yeah. of the movie. <laughs> uh, 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 Karen Gillan's character takes out a, she's a hired assassin basically for this criminal organization. She, one of her assignments is to, is to take, kill this guy who's take, embezzled money from the, the, the clean side of the organization. Turns out this guy who embezzled is doing so because his daughter was kidnapped by these guys who wear uh, classic movie monster masks. And, and so uh, she gets wrapped up in her story. They are dressed as the Monster Squad. The monsters from the Monster Squad, except for Gilman. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and Sam does kill the one with a stake to the heart. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Again, well, how else are you going to kill Dracula? They do pay homage. But, uh, yeah, that's, how, that's how, how the Samantha character gets wrapped up in all this stuff and ha- ends up going against the organization. The other part of that is what happens at the very, very beginning where she kills this other gangster's son because the organization told her to, to, mm-hmm. to and, and that that's how they out her to this other mobster. It's a whole thing. The, the it, plot's well, crazy. Wouldn't it have been easier if like she had to do one job? This guy embezzled money. We're going to punish him. You got to kill his kid. And she doesn't want to kill the kid. Right. That's what I thought so from the she trailer, starts, honestly. Yes, that's what I thought it was going to be, too. She's protecting this kid. That's Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you go against us. We'll send other killers after you. No, that that's like the first half of the movie. Then the other half, like the kid's kind of inse- inconsequential. Yeah, they put her in a van. They put her in a van. I mean, she does get abducted at the end for the restaurant scene. But the, the thing I wonder was like, do they even know she, that she has this kid with her? Because by that point, we've shifted from the outfit to uh, uh, this McAllister gang, who oh. I don't think have anything to do with the kid. And they're just there to kill Sam for killing the son in the beginning of the movie. I don't. When do they know that you asked the kid? I don't know. In the library? I guess in the library. Like maybe they opened maybe the band. Maybe a crime of opportunity. Maybe that's the only thing I, I could think about. I really enjoyed the library sequence, or the, which is like clearly it's the best library I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I wish libraries were more like uh, this. All the I, books have guns in them. I disagree because they all don't have guns in it. You some can't have, find what you're some, looking for. Some have money. They run out of ammo halfway through this fight. Yeah, but Lena Headey. Lena Headey has those knife, the guns with knives on it, and she stabs a lot of fools. <laughs> yeah, she. Had, oh, I can't think what the gun is from Destiny that has knives like that. <laughs> Crimson something. There's a lot of neat action sequences in the flick. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. I really like that set piece at the library to close out at the second act. Sure. It's, it's after that that the movie begins to fall apart, when it's like, oh, we got to wrap this shit up. And it's like, oh, we're going to have a sit-down. The boss wants to meet you at a sit-down. And it's like, what? Yeah. Why? And they have a conversation. He's like, I'm going to kill you now and torture you slowly and make that kid watch, who I didn't even know was in this movie till five minutes ago. Yeah, but it sounds good because you killed my son doing something illegal. Yeah, and the, the I, I don't uh, – what's the actor's name? 
uh, who, I, I forget his name, the actor playing McAllister, but he was in The Witch, and I like him. He's a good actor. Again, this cast is fantastic. Yeah, the, I just the, wish the story's a tad stronger. Ralph Ensign? Sure, I'll go with in, that. Ensign? I apologize, because I'm 100% butchering his name. Well, you should watch The Witch. He's fantastic in it as the dad who uh, is scared of the devil. I haven't watched it yet. I saw it was available, and I was like, oh, I don't know. He's very scared of the <laughs> devil. He's not a big fan of, of, uh, of Lucifer. All right. Is it a slow-paced movie? It is. It is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's I've gotten weird in my old age where I really hate slow-paced things. Like everyone was telling me to watch um Hereditary. Oh, sure. Everybody loved that thing. I hate it so much. <laughs> I mean, I bailed on it. Thankfully, my wife was like, "Do we have to keep watching this?" I said, "God, no." After about like 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> and I regret nothing. No, that's fair. But everyone says it's great. Uh, I need something. You got to move somewhere in movies. And these ones we watched, they just go ahead. And sometimes I'm like, you could slow down a little bit. You're going too fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <sighs> like I said, I, I wish the third act was a bit stronger. I wish they'd wrap the story up a little bit more completely. I don't know if they're intentionally trying to leave it open for a potential sequel. I, I have no idea. I, I believe they are. I think it's already been. But I, I did I, think this movie was better than Jolt. I think it's and, just the order you watch them because I think Jolt is better than this movie. Okay, well, hey, fair enough. But like I said, I mean, you could—they are real close. You, I mean, you have you have a, you know you have Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, and Carly Gugino as these awesome kick-ass librarians. I'm, I'm kind sure. of in. And I, again, I love Lena Headey; she's fantastic. I watched she this. Is? I watched this movie, and I was actually sort of—I sort of pondered, like, wow, why didn't Marvel get her to be in the Black Widow movie? Because I got Rachel Vice. I love Rachel Vice, but like I don't know, Lena might have been like way more kick ass. Maybe she'll be in Hawkeye. <laughs> All right, enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear I don't I don't think I have much else to say about this one. Do you have anything to say in summation? Uh, it looks beautiful. You should still watch it. I know I'm I'm shitting on all these movies, but I did enjoy them. I wanted I had such high hopes for this one. So maybe that's why I'm a little harsher on it. That's fair. And again, from from my perspective, I like this one more than Jolt. I thought it was um, better directed, better acted overall from an overall cast perspective. Like the the, the people in this movie have more to do. Not yes. not always great, but they do have more to do. And uh, it's it's pretty to look at. Oh, it, real quick before we get rid of this movie, we didn't talk about when she gets her arms numbed. Oh, we did not talk. And about she that. has like this. Love this fight where she's like in a in the, chair in the hallway she's, with the chair. She's flipping her dead fish arm at people trying to fire a gun. My, you know what? Since you brought it up, I, I will ask you this. I didn't know this, but apparently those those trays in a doctor's office are bulletproof, and I had no idea. Well, now you know. Now I know that like I should be taking that shit home with me. <laughs> it's like I strapped it to the back of my office chair. Well, next time you're at a hospital, you know you're safe. You could just get a couple of those trays. Or next time you're at a dentist's office. The, you know, I will say this about that sequence. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. <laughs> Where the, 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 the train killer can't use her arms. <laughs> yes. And the, the other um, assassins, I'm going to say, are high on laughing gas. And she has already beat them with bowling it's, balls. It's a really weird scene. sequence. It's I love this weird fight where everyone's kind of hurt <laughs> or disabled in some way. Yeah, like, like some of these guys are on crutches. It gets super strange in a lot of ways. 
I mean, it, I, I like the bowling the bowling alley sequence more, even though like you could see the quick cuts. I, I didn't yeah. like that more. But you're, I mean, you're you're not wrong. Like, there's a certain there, there, that might have been like a spark of originality. Yeah, in, I in liked the it because it was doctor's so office weird. Hallway. It was very weird. You know, she I has, liked it a lot. She has the girl she just rescued, who just found out her dad's dead. Which let me, oh, you know what? Let me ask you about that real quick. They don't bother to elaborate, but like clearly those guys tortured the dad to death, right? Those three guys uh... to get the information about like what was going on. I, I mean, he's in a he's in oh a yeah, yeah 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 like yeah, soaked in blood. Oh, from I head thought to the toe. doctor and the nurse did to get the information. Well, somebody—I mean, somebody did. It wasn't directly uh, uh, Karen Gillan's character's fault. Like, yes, no, she, no, she no, gut shot no, the no, guy, no. but bad I mean, stuff happened to that guy when she left. Yeah, yes. but she's like totally taking responsibility. Like, I murdered your dad, and it's like, no, no, these other well, fuckers killed that she guy. Didn't, I think she's saying it in the way in that a broader I sense, shot him in the stomach. I'm the cause of the root. I'm the root cause of why he's there. Well, I mean, we've seen enough movies, Reagan, where you get gut shot and you're fine. You walk that yeah. shit off after a couple days. <laughs> Yeah, just say the fucking words. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. We've all seen, yeah, we've all seen Reservoir Dogs. It's all good. I've seen guys get shot in the belly. It takes them hours to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was the only thing that I, I wish they they had clarified uh, a little bit further because right. it, it would solidify for me the the relationship that Sam has with the I and again the the girl who she rescues name I don't remember, but it, it would kind of solidify that a little bit more easily for me. Right. Just a, again, a a, a a a complaint that I have, but the way this movie is, that's probably the smallest of my complaints. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> Absolutely. But there's no mid credit for this one or anything. No, no, no. The no. library's still going. They're probably gonna make another one. I'm gonna watch it the first day it comes out. I you're you're not alone, my friend. You're not alone. We have one more movie in our trifecta, and I have to ask Reagan a very important question first before we get into this one. Are you drinking yep. alcohol? I've I've had a couple beers during this podcast. What are you drinking right now? Right now, I am drinking a Devil's Backbone. Or no, I am not. I'm drinking a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. Way to support those sellout breweries, Reagan. Way to go. Uh, I wanted a Vanilla Porter, and this <laughs> is what I could find at... My my local rinky dink beer store. Oh, I'm drinking from uh, from Ventura County's finest, uh, Topa Topa, uh, the Dos Topas Lager. Is this is I needed to take it down a notch, and this is a great easy drinking all day kind of beer, uh, because I have a lot to say about this fucking movie we're about to talk mm. about, and I needed to make sure my thoughts were coherent. So oh, okay, so I, I stepped away from the the heavy hitter IPAs. Uh, oh. We're we're in Lager Town now. Okay. I've also had two IPAs. I've had a special lady friend and a Thunder Peel today. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I, I need I need to have my thoughts with me on this one because we're about to talk about the Tomorrow War. Yes, streaming exclusively on Amazon. This is a movie that was supposed to be released in theaters. Uh, Paramount sold it to Amazon for like forty billion dollars or whatever. Two hundred million, I think, I think it was. I think it was two hundred million. This is the highest rated of our of our trifecta today. This is uh, on IMDb. This is a six point six out of ten. The, the plot description is a family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. That is a uh, lie. <laughs> if, that is a lie. That plot description is wildly inaccurate. And uh, uh, this is the one starring Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons. Uh, it's, this is the one most in line with, with the uh, belief system of the TomCast podcast. It's sci-fi, it's time travel, it's aliens. These are all things we love. Yeah. But this movie, 
again, I, I, I can't stress enough. These three movies all have like one threat through line. Uh, uh, don't think about it. <laughs> right. Patience and uh, uh, mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, where do you want to begin with this movie? Because as a fan of science fiction and alien movies and time travel, I have a lot to start with. Where where do you want to begin, <laughs> or do you want to the begin tra- with, the do you, trailer? Do you want to begin with Chris Pratt himself? I mean, I don't, I, I don't love know. Chris Pratt. Pratt's fine. The cast is another movie where the, the cast tra- is Sam fine. Richardson, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I I loved him in Detroiters. I love him on So You Think You Can Leave when he when he graces them with his presence. I, fantastic. I, J.K. Simmons. I I love J.K. Simmons. I love yeah. Betty Gilpin. Uh, uh, so many yeah. people in this movie, I really really like. Uh, but it doesn't. It's struggling once again. It's another movie third that, act, man. Yeah, third the, act. The, you know, honestly, for me, like I, the middle act, I thought was more boring than anything else. I thought their time in the future was a waste of my time. You know, you you go to this future war and like nothing happens, and okay, uh, let's let's set it up better for the audience. The movie starts. It's like Christmas time. Uh, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt's character is coming back. He's a high school science teacher. He's trying to get a job in the private sector. He doesn't get it. He's very mad. Uh, he comes back in to the family party at the at the holiday season, and they're gonna they're gonna sit around and watch a watch a classical European football match on the pitch, as they say. And uh, as they're as watching, we do on, on TV, Christmas, as we do on Christmas, and as they're watching this apparently the most televised soccer match in the history of the world, uh, a portal opens up in the middle of the field. And these people come out and they're like, hey, suckas, we're from the future and we need your help to fight a war. <laughs> and everyone buys it. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> which is my first red flag to all of this. It's like, oh, everyone in the country just goes for this. Everyone in the world just buys into this theory that it's a future war and we need your help. That makes no sense to me. I mean, a, big, a giant portal did <laughs> just show up in the middle of the pitch there. Uh, listen, as a fan of science fiction... I live in a universe of possibilities. I believe I love time travel stories, mm-hmm. but once you go back into the past, I do believe you alter it in some way. All right, whether it's a variant timeline well, yeah, that, that emerges the... or or whatever, like there, what whatever they do in the past has to have ramifications somehow, some way. <laughs> so when we get to that middle act, and and spoiler alert, Chris Pratt is eventually drafted into this future war, and he has to go, and they survive an insanely high fall because reasons alter their coordinates and they fall like a thousand feet, but all everyone lives. Everyone is... who falls into the pool lives. <laughs> but still. Luckily Chris Pratt landed in the pool. Yeah. And then we get to this this crappy future where the aliens are taking over and they're fighting everything. And 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 uh, again, you're pulling I, 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 the time travel mechanics in this movie are are so clunky. Oh yeah. I yeah, I, yeah. I I tried to wrap my head around it and even if you're you're buying into the alternate branching realities and, and timelines and dimensions again, or I'm going to jump ahead, but when he gets to the point where he meets his daughter and she's yelling at him for leaving them in a timeline that mm-hmm. he doesn't exist in, I got upset and was like so checked uh, out. I would have preferred if she didn't tell him that she was his daughter. Until later on in the movie, she does that antler thing that he does when he comes into the party in the beginning. You mean the, and the shit from realized, a, uh, It's a Wonderful Life? The shit they ripped off from It's a Wonderful Life? That sure. one? <laughs> just, it, it was just something they set up, and I was like, why are they setting that up and not using it? 
Like don't like don't set, I guess just to show he's a good dad and he loves his kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just you know do that just so he's like wait you know have her be like a real meanie pants to him and you don't know why but it said they spoiled that in the trailer which annoyed me okay fair enough and and this is not the only movie with time travel that's ever done that where like someone's mad mm-hmm. at someone for something they've not done yet right because I mean in, in, you gotta <sighs> no, Skynet's real mad at John Connor yeah I know I know I understand but this 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 grown up daughter being mad again you you have fractured the timeline <laughs> by all extents and purposes, you have fractured the timeline, and and this character has not done the things you're mad at him about. Like, why are you holding him accountable for him? You're smart in this. You're like the leading scientist of your time. Yes. And you have daddy issues about something that he's not ever done. You know what would have been great? Please tell me. Is if he had to leave his family so she becomes the person she is, so she can invent the time travel. Like, yes. he doesn't want to leave them. Yes. But he knows he has to, and it's shitty. Yeah. Or, like, he never comes back from the future. And that kind of, like, makes this timeline happen in, in a sense, where, like, he's just yeah. kind of gone all of a sudden. Like, there's a million different ways to play this out that make more sense to me. And, again, it's, I get it. It's science fiction. It's made up. It, it, the, the, <laughs> but, like, this movie's internal logic is is is, is clunky at best. And, and yeah. That's generous. <laughs> it's best not to be thought about. You should just look at these, you know, super monsters that you can't kill with guns, yet we're still just giving everybody guns. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not given very much information. Yeah, the people that are being drafted for this war are people that are going to be dead in the future, so like they don't risk running into future versions of themselves, even though apparently humanity is almost on the verge of being wiped out anyways. Yeah, there's like 12 people so left. Like, there's I mean, kinda like, not... Yeah, there's kind of like super arbitrary rules for who gets drafted into this war. You go for seven days... You serve your seven days, and then you don't have to go back again. But I, what, what, I forget the statistics they throw at us, but it's like 98% of the people who come back are fucked up in some way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, everyone has, like, severe PTSD when they come back. Yeah, and most of them have, like, in, incredible war traumas, like missing limbs or, or and, and things like that. Uh, and so, so let me ask you about that, that element of the story, though. Like, what did you think of the White Spikes as the aliens that are slowly wiping us all out? I thought they were too powerful. Okay. Honestly, for the... They're, they're like a, a horde. They are. Have, like, the baby ones... Like, okay, the, the the queen or whatever you want to call it. Have her be invincible, or almost invincible. But have the drones just explode. Give them acid blood. It doesn't matter. You're not really paying attention. I mean, they are ripping off aliens a lot to begin with. Yeah, they, they kind of took aliens and they smashed it together with the aliens from uh, Live, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I, I like the aliens. I think, and I think they have a, the white spikes have a good visual. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's an interesting thing about them. I like the whole thing with the spikes they throw. I, yeah, I, I like a lot of this movie in in a broad sense. But again, it's a movie like it is all surface. Do not look deeply. No, no, don't, 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 don't pull back the layers. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do like, it. I, I enjoyed the guy who found out like he was going to die in six months, so he just keeps re-enlisting. He, he's re-enlisting because he knows he's going to die of cancer, so he wants his death to mean something. I like that aspect, too. That's an mm. interesting element. Not in the movie enough. Not in the movie enough. Again, yeah, he's in the first act, and he comes back for the third act. Skips the entire middle section. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me ask you about this. <laughs> One of my biggest problems with this movie was I basically guessed everything that was going to happen, and yeah. I, hate uh-huh. it. I hate it when I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I love it, <laughs> yeah. but I hate it. <laughs> 
And, this one was very easy to guess what was happening. Right. So as soon as they tell you the the the, the you know uh, uh, Pratt's characters in the future, and he's kind of getting he's getting more information than he got in his, in his basic training, which is annoying. Yeah. To begin with, like these guys are drafted and they're basically given no information. Like shoot him in the neck. Okay. <laughs> Why? Like, can you ex- elaborate a little bit more closely? Like more information is always a good thing. But if you're going to send people to their imminent death. Yeah, I well, they think. weren't even showing them pictures because they wouldn't be able to fight them. Right, and and so we we get to this this spot where Pratt's character has has against all odds led a, a small group of people <laughs> away from their their mission where they were supposed to try and save these scientists, but they saved like uh some some data instead or like the the vials, right? Cause yeah, they're trying yeah. to develop like a toxin. And so this is when he finally gets information, and and he's asking questions that we all want to know as an audience, like. When did this happen? How did this happen? How did no one see them? And as soon as the character, I think it's his daughter's character in the future, it is. says, we never saw him coming. Weren't you, the first thing in your brain was like, because they're already fucking here? Yes. I was like, <laughs> oh, they're frozen somewhere. They're frozen somewhere. They're frozen somewhere. And then they rip off Alien and the thing all in one fell swoop. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so Which annoyed. Like, you know what? Global warming is a thing. <laughs> And it gets all environmentally with us. It's like, oh, yeah. as the permafrost melts, these aliens thaw out and they take over the world. I think that's like where the Meg comes from. If you've seen the movie The Meg, <laughs> Jason Statham's finest. It's a great movie. That's a fun fucking movie. Go watch The Meg. Thank me later. Well, I, are you going to rank The Meg higher than this one? Yes. <laughs> the Meg is just fun. There, there are some. It knows what it is. <laughs> I think there are some neat action pieces in this film. I know you said the third act falls apart for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't like the second act very much. To me, the third act kind of rebounds because you bring in my guy, J.K. Simmons. At the very well, least, I get that out of it. When he's introduced in the beginning of the movie and then disappears for an hour and 20 minutes. Yes, yes. I was like, are they done with J.K. Simmons? Or is there going to be a super old version of him in the future? He got he got yoked for a reason for that. Oh, uh, he great shape. So <laughs> jealous. If if he played Schillinger that way, I would have been way be, more terrified. All right, <laughs> you were already scared of Schillinger. Yeah, but if he had guns like that, you'd be like, oh man. I guess I'm joining the Aryan Nation. Fuck. I, mean, I guess put that swastika on my ass. I guess this is happening. Oh. <laughs> Some deep cut Oz references for all the Oz fans out there. Yeah, I know everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, I, I remember when he put that tattoo on his ass." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I mean, talk about Guns Mahoney. My god, my goodness, J.K. rocking the tank top in this movie. Looking and apparently, great. apparently, according to stories, uh, very much impressing Chris Pratt's father-in-law Arnold Schwarzenegger with his triceps. Mm, really. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he got in shape like that because he's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, I wish. And if you're in a Marvel movie, you got to get just yoked up. In the Multiverse of Madness, J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson is Spider-Man. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. Awesome. Does he actually fight crime or is he still just doing nope. the news? He's just doing the news <laughs> and with okay. spider powers. He's like upside down on the TV set. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess my biggest issues with the movie are its mechanics and its internal logic. It's so clunky and it's so ill thought out. And, and you know, we talk about it in this podcast a lot. Time travel issues in, in Avengers Endgame, I have issues with, but I'll buy sure. it for the sake of the story because everything else lands and delivers. This right. is all questionable landings and questionable deliveries. And, yeah, and then... 
it, it, just when they fly to Russia, yes, and find the alien spaceship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is actually Iceland, by the way. Fun sure. fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> um, they they all the aliens start to wake up once they get poisoned for reasons I don't know. It wasn't it like, like like they drop some shit or whatever, and they some they made a noise or some shit, right? I think so. <laughs> Just poison the queen when you get in there, or you know what? Poison them all simultaneously. That would have been a good plan too. There, there were better options. Or like, if you have all that C four, why don't you just blow up the whole fucking spaceship at once? No, yep. that would have worked too. I would have been okay with that. You develop this toxin, and then you're in a scenario where you don't even need the toxin. Yeah, and then these what eight people fight off the entire horde that they've been fighting this whole movie, and they do pretty well. Yeah, a lot better than they did in the future. Yeah. With a bunch of ill-trained yeah. jackoffs. <laughs> they have experience now. I guess. The, the, one of my favorite characters in this movie is so fucking useless. <laughs> but Sam Richardson is Charlie. Uh, like, I mean, so, he's, the, he's the comic relief. But sure. <laughs> it's like, like, what are you doing here, bro? Come on. He's good for the when science I, stuff when they're, when they're trying to figure it all out, when they're trying to track down the aliens. That's his strong spot. Why he right. goes on the mission, I'll never know. Not what, a fighter. The, the, at the end, or... At, at 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 the end, I mean, like when he's oh, not drafted, he, you know, it's because he hid and he was he wanted to prove. No, himself. listen I, again. I think the third act's better than you think, okay. but that's okay. It, 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 it's we, just we're still in the five same page guys with this fighting movie. the whole army that we've been stealing people from the past to fight. I have to go back to I have to go back to the middle act here. You know, it's Chris uh-huh. Pratt in the future with his daughter as a grown up. Uh, they're having all these issues, but they're bonding as they try to develop this toxin. And you know, like, you know what's going to happen. They have, like, you know, there's this whole thing about getting the queen. We won't talk about the ripoff scenarios involved in that scenario. Like, every alien hive mind has to, or every alien species has to be, like, a hive mind now with a queen. Like, I I get it. We all love Ridley Scott. But Jesus, fuck, think of something new. Uh, So they capture this queen. They take her. Oh, what happened? you're, You're muted, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just made a Borg Queen reference. My bad. <laughs> well, no one heard it, so you're fine. <laughs> but uh, so they're doing this thing, and they take the they they get the Queen. Chris Pratt goes against his daughter's order to help. Well, blah blah blah, and they fight and squabble and this whole thing with their relationship. Blah blah blah, really, drama drama drama. They go out to sea, and and you like you have this montage scene of them working on this fucking toxin they're trying to create. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, they you cut to the Queen, and you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. She's going to call the rest of the of the white spikes out there. It's going to be a fucking massacre, which it is. And and they're trying to say, the the whole thing is like Chris Pratt, here's a toxin. You got to go back in time and develop it so we can stop this before it happens. The, the, right. We're going to wipe out this timeline. And Chris Pratt's character is supposed to be a scientist. He's supposed to be able mm-hmm. to think this shit out and 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 rationalize mm-hmm. and and understand that the the future is fluid. I go back to the past and I save my daughter's life that way. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't here. matter what happens here because I can change it. <laughs> I can shoot her myself. He is so fixated on saving this version of his daughter that oh, really I shouldn't exist. It. I hated it so much. I'm with you. I hated this. the jump dive to like <laughs> save her. I was like, "What are you doing? You're dooming us all." <laughs> yeah, I lost my mind during that. I For lost someone who my doesn't mind. matter. No, I lost it. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Just get to the goddamn time portal. Let's go." Like you I can fix all of this. It. Instead of her falling into the pit of white spikes, um, if she took her gun and was like, save us, and shot herself in front of him. 
Like it fucks him up emotionally. Or even like just like a more heroic sacrifice. Like I'm gonna strap all yes. the C4 to my chest and dive into that pit sure. of white spikes. Do like, that. That's way cooler. It's like some kind of scenario where he doesn't risk it all to, to save her. One person. Uh. God. Well, did, one person did no one who's pay not gonna exist. Exactly. Did no one pay attention to fucking Spock? The needs of the many at we. The needs of the one or the few. No. Whatever it he is. needs a refresher. Jesus, that's obvious. Awesome con. Get with right. it. You can learn everything in life from Wrath of Khan. <laughs> or at least <laughs> don't put bugs in your ear don't put bugs in your ear make you crazy don't go to City Alpha 5 <laughs> shit like that the well, key I mean they were at uh, City Alpha 6 this <laughs> is City Alpha 5 <laughs> Botany Bay <laughs> best delivery ever you nailed it thank you so much killed it <laughs> yeah I, I really wanted to love this movie so much and again it, it like like the two others that we've talked about this episode it just hits that mediocre button hard enough that I'm like, eh, it's, it's fine. I don't hate it, but it's it's yeah. got problems. Don't think about it. Watch the popcorn and, d- and turn your brain off. When I was watching, I just thought, I'm so glad I didn't have to go to a movie theater and watch this. So that was the thing I wanted to ask you. Is is, is like, Would you have felt compelled to see this in theaters, and would you have hated it more if you spent money on it? Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, I felt much the same way. For a movie on Amazon, though, I think I was—I think I'm kinder to it because I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. I see what they wanted it, to do. They don't land it, but it's like it's fine. It's serviceable. It's yeah, kind it's, of like a video game in a lot of senses. Yeah, yeah, it could be a fun video game. Mm-hmm. But again, I also don't understand, and 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 maybe you can help me with this, maybe not. But if you're gonna come back from the future, and like, mm-hmm. listen, humanity's on the fucking brink. And, yeah. and shit's dark and it's bad and, and it's it's all going awry. But uh, listen, I'm here in the past. Why don't we figure out how to stop it <laughs> instead of let me take you to the future so you can fucking die. <laughs> they don't know how to stop it because they don't know where they came from. I, and I would just grab a, a sports sense, almanac and I come back. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like pre- preventative measures might have been a better strategy than like, we're going to take all these fuckers who are about to die <laughs> in 10 years or whatever and <laughs> let them die for our future. You know what would have been great? What? They'd be like, look, here's some future weapons we brought back with us. <laughs> you guys look at these and then improve on them in 30 years. Right. And then we're going to have crazy future weapons that can destroy anything. So many better scenarios have been pitched in this podcast then i think they but also be like hey anybody on death row guess what you're out of prison now yeah i mean you're going to the future you're gonna fight these terrible monsters here here's a picture of one you could you could stay in your cell or you can go fight this and be free in the future we're not gonna catch you again so i wanted to pitch you something because i know you're an uber fan but this Mm -hmm. movie i feel like it's screaming for a sequel oh oh, (laughs) they're definitely gonna make another one of these come on so what if we, we cross this shit over with the Fast and the Furious? I mean, the that, only thing they I haven't mean, done is fight aliens. I mean, come that, on. I, I talked to my brothers about this. That's the only place they can go next. They went to, to space. fight aliens. You have to fight aliens next. Dom Toretta in a car fighting white spikes with Chris Pratt shooting them out the side window. <laughs> I mean. I'm oh, not gonna hate or, it. not even Chris thing. Pratt. Just bring back J.K. Bring back J.K. Let him shoot the aliens out the side of the window. Oh, could he be like Grandpa Toretto? <laughs> oh, hey, oh my God, family, bro. Awesome. Family. I know. I mean, if you've watched the franchise, you know it's all about family. <laughs> uh, 
into it. Of of our three movies, this to me this was the most disappointing in in a lot of ways. Like I said, there's there's definitely things I dig about it, and and there's things I dig about Jolt and and Gunpowder Milkshake. But this is the one that had had it was like in my sweet spot. It was sci-fi. It was aliens. It was time travel. And I yeah. keep that I keep that bar fairly low. And Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's a charming individual. Yeah, you're you, like you're you, gonna have a good time. You got J.K. and you're you're married yeah. to Betty Gilpin, and and again another another nice cast. I, I can't yeah. I can't knock this cast. Uh, Edwin Hodge is the Dorian character who's we talked about how fantastic he is. Marilyn yeah. Radzkub shows up in this. Chloe, yeah. Oh, she is awesome in it too. Yeah, she like she gets the sacrifice the daughter should have got. Yes. Yeah. Even, oh, even, I, Mike Mitchell's the guy I've seen in a ton of shows. Uh, he's he's the Cowan character who dies with with her. And like I, I, I love that. But I, I wish I had gotten more of them in the future. That would have been a better show, better movie. Are you looking him up now? Is that what's Yeah, I know him. For, oh, I know him from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he he was on yeah. on, on. He love plays with, the idiot mobster guy. Yeah, he was on love with a uh, Gillian Anderson too. It, it, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's he, he. He reminded me of the the older guy from Cobra Kai. <laughs> Stingray. <laughs> yeah, Stingray. I mean. So I was like, is that Stingray from Cobra Kai? Stingray's wanted man. He can't show up anywhere. Not even in the future. They, they want him for beating children in a high school. Allegedly. No one has proof he did that. I mean, okay. He definitely was beating I, kids' I, ass. I think it's on security camera footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 hard. Like I said, I really wanted to like this movie so much more than I did. Yeah. Like, all the elements were there. Everything was in place. Uh, it just it just is a letdown. Like I said, like when your when your movie's internal logic doesn't make much sense, it's really kind of hard to get invested and, and and start rooting for things to happen the right the way you think they should. Yeah, I, this one I'm probably the least disappointed with, but I also had no expectations. I was like, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, this is just going to be generic action. Well, let, let, with so, aliens. Let, let me ask you this question though. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're watching Terminator, and the plot of Term- uh-huh. Terminator is is. Uh, John Connor comes back, or Kyle Reese even, if you want to, you know, go that way. And he's okay. like, "I'm here to recruit people to fight Skynet instead of just stopping it." Like, what the fuck? Well, which version of Skynet? Because in <laughs> Terminator Three, Rise no, of the no, Machines, no. no, 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 we, we, <laughs> no. How dare you shut me down before I start talking about Rise of the Machines? No, <laughs> we are no, not on this podcast. <laughs> This is not the Come On It's Still Shitty podcast. <laughs> but that one, you find out Skynet's in the internet, and it can't be shut down. Not, well, don't say it too loudly, or Skynet's going to shut us down right now. That's, That's the right. problem. We can't talk about Skynet without or, Skynet Or here. Legion. That's what it's called now. Yeah, I think you're right. Ugh. That's not that, that movie sucked also. That's not, you know what? You and I can have a whole another podcast about smacking on the fucking Terminator movies. I'd love to talk about the Terminator movies, because... I still go to theaters and watch them. I think I've watched every shitty Terminator movie in theater. No, I didn't go see Genesis. I saw the future on that one. <laughs> and I was like, I should wait till it comes on Hulu and watch it immediately and be disappointed. You know what's funny is I still haven't watched all of... Oh, I don't remember the subtitle for it. But the one with with Christian Bale and, and Sam Worthington. Salvation. I still haven't watched all of it because it's so fucking bad. Salvation. Oof. It's not good. I mean, Sam Worthington, 2002's Jay Conti. <laughs> and I again another movie like Tomorrow War that I was like, oh, th- I want this to be good. 
I had such high hopes for that. I read the Timothy Zahn tie-in novel to that book, or that movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. So Tomorrow War, uh, you know, uh, again, like I said on, on earlier, uh, it's it's the highest rated of the three we've talked about today at 6.6. 6. Um, but I guess I, I guess I want to know, and I don't know, before actually before I ask this question, what else do you have to say? Do you have anything else to say about this one before we, we kind of like wrap it up? Uh, yeah, the final fight with the the queen alien and the goes on way too long. Way too long, but the snowmobile thing's sort of fun. And J.K. has that. <laughs> J.K. has a. I I thought it was a funny line. It was like, "Did you tell it to die? You should have told yeah. it that earlier." Uh, <laughs> I did like that. Uh, I mean, okay, that's a good part. <laughs> I will allow it. I'll, t- I'll take everything back. This is a good, great movie. <laughs> Like I said, I think the third act's a little bit better than the second act, where I just was like, this is an alternate timeline for you, Chris Pratt. Why are you so invested in saving your daughter's life? Yeah, that's true. I was just so excited to get to the future and finally see these aliens that I think I was really distracted on that for a while. I, I, I thought the alien reveal was cool, like the way they did it in the stairwell. Yeah. Like, I, I liked a lot of they're that. They're running. They're having this run-and-gun fight through the building mm-hmm. to get – to the second location. There's a lot of neat elements in it, but again, like our other two movies, like it just doesn't kind of come together in the right ways. Right. It's, I wanted it to be better than it was. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so this is like, I don't, I feel like this, this episode should be titled like the, 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 uh, the trifecta of mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause all three of these movies really could have and should have been better. Yes. They all should have. Nothing disappointed. I just had the highest hopes for Gunpowder. Okay. Just watch the trailer for Gunpowder on YouTube. Oh, no, I have. Before, I know, but before you watch the movie, if you haven't watched it, and even after hearing me talk about it, like, I still want to watch it. Fuck that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Watch the trailer first and then watch it, and you're going to be like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, and, you know, a knock on, another knock on Milkshake is, is, it's long. Yeah. You know, if it was like maybe twenty minutes shorter, I I, I would have been a tad more inve- like I would have bought into it a tad more, but that third act drags and it's not good. Yeah, yeah, it's not I mean, good. How long is tomorrow? Tomorrow war is long as well. Uh, two hours and eighteen minutes on this one, and again, I mean everything's that, like two hours. So. Yeah, that I mean that middle act. If they had shortened that and tightened that up more, like I like I said, did I really need that montage where they're developing the toxin and they just cut to the the queen white spike staring at them and you know what's fucking gonna happen. <laughs> I was like, nothing in that movie was a surprise. Like everything was so predictable that uh, that again, like I said, I mean, once I was like, the aliens are already here, and like you know that like thirty minutes in, and you're like, the aliens are already here, and that's gonna be yeah. how this fucking ends. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once once that's kind of the 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 uh, the air is out of the balloon at that point for me. Yeah. Like I said, I thought I thought the third act was better than the second act, but which is strange because usually I like the second act a lot more. And yeah, because that's when that's when the real meat happens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the build up. The, you know. Yeah, I thought the th- I thought that second act was a drag. All the stuff in the future, all the stuff again. You know, Chris Pratt's daughter yelling at him about things he hasn't done, and then him being attached to a doctor that is not really his because he's not going to have that timeline when he goes back. Yeah, no future weapons. No, no future weapons. Right. It's like they're so. Why don't we be like we can't we can't kill them with bullets? Let's make something that burns them or shoots acid at them. Or or the proto molecule comes and wipes us all out. That would have been fine too. That's a expansion. Or makes us better. <laughs> or makes, or us, makes us better. Uh, ask uh, ask Grand Council Duarte how that worked out for him. That's right. All hail Duarte. <laughs> Laconia forever. Oh my god. Oh, we got so nerdy right now. I loved it. 
Well, also, it, just real quick, since you brought up the expanse, <laughs> if in Jolt, if Kate Beckinsale had fought like Peaches, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would have been great if she was just. You know, when she snapped, if she was a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. With, you're with, not without wrong. the downside. Because we've seen it in the Expanse show. I know we're getting so geeky because we're talking about things that happen in books and television <laughs> shows but not related to anything we're watching. Well, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to connect it to your to your podcast here for a second, because you guys yeah. are spending a lot of time in the 90s right now with with the, the movies you guys have been reviewing. And, sure. You know, it's 2021. As we, as we were talking, these, these movies we all, we did today all out in 2021. You know what I didn't see in yeah. any of them? No one got their nose shoved into their brain. That's true. That was a mistake. I agree. Kate Beckinsale should have been shoving noses into brains. Yeah, that one guy she knocks out in one punch. If she had shoved his nose into his brain, makes that movie at least an eight. AC. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent staple of the 90s, and you know punching people. And shoving their nose into their brain, and it's great. Don't uh, <laughs> don't be happy when you see it. Yeah, I uh, mean, my my favorite of that was the was the last Boy Scout, but uh, you guys haven't reviewed that one yet, so yet, <laughs> yet. It, we we've planned stuff out. It's not on the immediate docket, but we got two slots open. Uh, well, listen, I'm gonna I'll put my hat in the ring. If you need an extra chair, I'm in. So, <laughs> I love the last Boy Scout. <laughs> I haven't watched it so long. That's Shane Black, right? He wrote that one. I believe he did, but it's uh, it's directed by Tony Scott, the late yeah, great yeah. Tony Scott. So like, there's some quality action numbers in that movie. I just remember the the football player being like, "Life's a bitch." Oh yeah, shooting himself. Yeah, well, after he shoots like three linebackers on his way to the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the '90s were crazy. You could <laughs> score touchdowns a lot of different ways. I mean, okay? Damon Damon Wayans was a professional football player in the '90s, apparently, so it works out. It's all yeah. good. Got banned from gambling. I mean, he's like Pete Rose. Now right? we have a team in Vegas. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Shit is crazy. That is right. But uh, thank you for listening to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're brought to you by DraftKings. Okay. <laughs> uh, perfect. 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 <laughs> all right. As we close it up, I, I've kept you way too long, my friend. Uh, uh, if, if you were to rank these three, where would you put them? Oh. I mean, just just of the three. Like, what, what was your favorite? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, yeah. man. They are all very close together. Mm-hmm. Their IMDb Jamal, rankings say that. I mean, yeah. you know, Joe, I think Joe was 5.5, 5, I mean, Milkshake right. was 6, and this is a Tomorrow Wars 6.5. So, yeah, they're all right there together. I'm going to have to rank them by least expectations okay. to least disappointment, <laughs> or okay. to most disappointing. So it would have to go Jolt, Tomorrow War, Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which sounds crazy to me, but I had no expectations for Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And I had very little for tomorrow. I think just I wanted so much from Gunpowder Milkshake. That's and fair. it didn't no, it's, deliver it's for me. totally fair. I'm, I'm in a bit it of a... Makes me sad to say it. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I, I, those are, tomorrow War and Gunpowder, I definitely had higher expectations for. Uh, for, for me, Joel's a distant third. Uh, despite the fact that I, I I do really enjoy Kate Beckinsale as, as like that kick-ass female action hero character, uh, yeah, but there's there's just something about that movie that there's there's a lot about that movie that annoys there's me. a lot about it. I, yeah, I Jai, don't know. Jai Courtney I don't like my ranking. Jai at all. Courtney pulls it down a ton. He really does. he does. And then for Tomorrow <sighs> War, J.K. Simmons boosts it up way further than it uh, should be. So I, I I'm I'm really 
I'm really in a pickle on this one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You flipped me. Tomorrow War 1, Jolt 2, Gunpowder Milkshake still 3. I think I'm going to go Tomorrow War 1 oh, know and that. Gunpowder 2 and Jolt 3 uh, because, I again, I, you have you, – you, you put Michelle Yeoh in a movie, and I'm just a fan. I know. I'm just a fan. And, and Lena so, Headley's fantastic, as usual. It's, yeah. This is a controversial list. Don't worry. Like, I understand. I'm so into so many people. <laughs> and these movies are all basically the, 1A, 1B, and 1C. Exactly. It's just kind of like what's your, what, whatever your flavor you enjoy the most is the one yeah. that comes out on top. And they they all have pros and cons. It's a very hard list if you watch. It, all it is of like them. it's not like we're talking about like you know uh, top tier Oscar caliber flicks here. Like we're arguing yeah. about like middle of the road action movies, <laughs> which makes it even harder in my opinion. Yeah, you know we're not comparing you know the Thomas Jane Punisher movie to Spawn. God, that sounds like the worst podcast I could ever do. Stay tuned next week when we break down the Punisher yeah. and Spawn. Like, coming on the coach G, so <laughs> back up, man. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> I mean, I gotta watch Spawn because that's gotta be good. Oh, John Leguizamo is the clown. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I want it to be good in my head, and I'm gonna be upset. I remember. Uh, listen, it's off topic, but I I remember yeah. seeing Spawn opening night. Because I love that fucking comic book. And being like, well, that was a Spawn movie with Spawn in it. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Well, they're never going to do that again. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're still doing that uh, that Michael Keaton full full suit body armor thing, huh? All right, cool, I guess. When are they going to do a Spawn like TV show? Dude, they've been trying for a billion years. Who's holding up on it? Um, McFarlane? No, no, no. He's pushing oh, okay. All this stuff. I was like, he'll just take money. It's, it's all the studios that back out the last minute, or like they'll do a pilot and they won't pick it up and stuff like that. Like there's gonna be a there's gonna be a Sam and Twitch cop, you know, cop crime show that didn't pan out, and uh, the Spawn movie. It sounds like you know, according to McFarlane, it's inching closer and closer to happening again for a new Spawn movie. But you know, it's it's you know whatever. Like Spawn has become very niche. You know, yeah, it is a small fan base. When you compare it to like like Marvel and DC stuff lately, I mean, we got three Hellboy movies. You know, uh, you know what? I'm gonna put you different on the time. Spot. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Yeah, because I I might need you here. You got and it. I might need you next in a week or two to review Suicide Squad, and I think you might be my man for it. Oh, I'm done. I the only reason I'm keeping HBO right now is <laughs> I'm waiting for Suicide Squad, and then. You're getting put on hiatus. You heard it here, folks. Uh, Reagan will be back to review it's a, Suicide I've got to let you know right now, spoiler, I'm going to love it. Oh, I'm going to fucking, I'm so excited for this It's a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. I am beyond excited for this movie. This, no, no, I this, want him to this, stop saying he's tired of comic book movies. The, uh, the episode of that, the, that episode that we do for Suicide Squad will be the opposite of this one, I suspect. Yeah. Do we, I have to rewatch the original Suicide Squad? Uh, yes, as punishment for... Oh. <laughs> as, I mean, it's not like I own it. As punishment for making me watch Ice Pirates. Coming soon you to the G Podcast. <laughs> That's right, coming soon. Reagan, go ahead and plug your show, man. Let's wrap it up. I, I know we're, we're getting a little sidetracked, as we, as we always do. But, uh, but plug your show. Let it the good people know where you're at, where they can hear more of your hot takes, your more of your sure. Kate Beckinsale love. Spread the I mean, wealth. coming up on the Koji. But... If you want to hear me talk about movies that I actually love, like Ice Pirates, or 
We just celebrated one year on the podcast, and we watched the epic movie, Con Air, which everybody loves. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at CoesGPod. <laughs> you know, what are those social find media? us wherever podcasts are. What are those social medias, Reagan? Do you happen to know those offhand? I looked for the paper <laughs> to, so I could have it. It's at CoesGPod. Got it. On Instagram and Twitter. Boom. Nailed it. I love it. But I, I, I looked for the paper and couldn't find it because it. my producer just says, mention what it is. And my brother knows off the top of his head because he's a smarter man than I am. I, I love how you are. You are the Ron Burgundy of podcast hosts. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, I'm Ron Burgundy. One million percent. <laughs> it's a great show. I recommend it highly. Uh, I will be on an upcoming episode with these fine gentlemen. Uh, and to to comment on your your uh, season one finale, uh, this is one this I, I talk to you all the time, so you know this. Yeah. This isn't breaking news, but <laughs> I was one hundred percent on board with you as far as Conair goes. I love Conair. <laughs> it's stupid uh, and ridiculous, and you don't think about it. You just go yeah. on the ride. That's right. If you've listened to me on the podcast, you know I love most things. <laughs> I love '90s Nicolas Cage movies. It, it is a roller coaster, and if you accept it as one, you will have a good time. Yeah. Don't think about the plot too no, much. No, 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 no. Like only insane people really want to break down the plot of. Yeah. Con don't Air. don't get into why they put all the worst convicts in the history of the universe in one plane together. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And if Con Air is not your thing. We watched 1990s Total Recall, and you can listen to all of our thoughts and weird stuff, because that one got weird. It it did. It did. You and the Johnny Cab conversation was... Yeah, it got weird. Got weird. Got weird. So if you're into Johnny Cab, that's yeah. the episode of the, of the Koji podcast. My brother's out of me. Out. I apologize. It's a fun show, though, and uh, I'm, always, I'm always excited to hang out with you and your brothers. And, uh, We're always and, excited. You're always welcome. And, and, and you know, I will tease the fact that you guys will be on this podcast uh, in a few weeks' time. We have a big, exciting episode to come up. I'm not going to announce it just yet, but... Oh, we're going to crush that movie. <laughs> whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, no, I think it's two, <laughs> two, two yays, two nays. Ooh. You know, those other two guys I'm with. Actually, no, I mean... There's going to be one I know, sticky I know wheel. One, I know there's one nay. one sticky wheel... <laughs> You know who you are out there. Not <laughs> saying your name. No, you're listening. Name rhymes with Brian. <laughs> yeah. Or Fyan. <laughs> and let's get out of here. We're having too much fun. This is ridiculous now. Oh. If anyone's still listening, I thank you so much for doing so. <laughs> Reagan, thanks for hanging out tonight, man. It's been a blast. I know I'm keeping you up way too late. You got work tomorrow, buddy. Go to bed. I do. I got to go to bed. All right. Thanks for hanging out, man. I'll talk to you soon. Anytime, bud. Later. Later. Great story compelling and rich hey there you have it that was the podcast that was the episode uh reagan and i discussing arguing the finer points of uh three average movies <laughs> plus and minuses in all three of them uh you know even even ranking them was hard because you know there there's enough to pick apart on 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 i on all sides for all of these movies we talked about but that doesn't mean i think reagan said it like they're not not worth checking out if you have the time and the inclination and you're, and you're curious. There are cast members that are enjoyable. The performances are perfectly serviceable. Uh, it, a, lot, a lot of these movies just suffered from underdeveloped plots in, in, in many cases. And 
you know, sometimes sometimes on podcasts we we can be overly analytical and 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 maybe uh, break things down too far. I don't think we did any of that. I think we pointed out the obvious. Honestly, I think we kept it real simple. Uh, but as far as it goes, I mean, if you just want a popcorn movie, if you want some simple entertainment, uh, you could do a lot worse than than the three we picked today. You could do worse than Jolt. You could do worse than Gunshake or Gunpowder Milkshake. And, and uh, the Tomorrow War. There are definitely worse ways to spend your time out there. Uh, and if you're like me, if you break them into pieces, you'll, you'll, you're going to have a, an easy watch anyways. You know, you hit the pause button about halfway through, go to the bathroom, get a, get a bite to eat, call it, you know. Or, you know, in some cases, you just go to bed and watch the rest of the next day. That works out well, too. And that's the plus about a streaming movie. Like, you can finish it whenever it works for you. So, yeah, by all means, uh, if you've seen these movies, send me your thoughts. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of the three or of the one, whichever ones are, are your favorites. By all means, let me know. Reach out. You know how to find me. Uh, it is at on social media, the easiest way, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And I, I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know your thoughts on these three flicks. Can't wait to do that. Uh, as we wrap up the show, let me remind you to please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all your friends, family, loved ones, enemies, guys who owe you 10 bucks, guys who owe you 20 bucks, and guys you owe 50 bucks to for last year's fantasy football season losses. It happens. I understand. Sometimes you draft the wrong players. It's no good. I mean, it just happens, though. You drafted OBJ in the first round. What were you thinking? Mistakes happen. I understand. If you're on Apple Podcasts, though, please, by all means, five-star reviews. They help us out so, so much. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. I want to thank, once again, the official members of Pophead Nation. You can join the nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You will get access to the bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff Coast, and the Ringineer, a great music podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegmer, our very own Joker and Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, coming soon to, to Baltimore and, of course, here in San Diego, California. And, of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so much for helping keep the lights on, help uh, making this podcast get better and better through your, your support. I couldn't do this without you, and uh, it means the world to me that, that you're here and you're you're doing the things you're doing to to support me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, thank you to anyone who's checking out the show for the first time. We hope you had a blast listening to the episode, uh, picking up what we're putting down, and and uh, don't be shy. Reach out. Let us know you're listening. And uh, you know we can read your five-star reviews on the show. We can read your tweets or your emails. Anything you want to talk about, bring it on the show. Like I'd love to at some point get into a, a listener feedback, a listener question episode. We can do like a mailbag sort of situation. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it would be a really, really good time. So let's close up the shop tonight. We've been, we're running a tad longer than usual. But again, three movies. The, uh, the, the trifecta of mediocrity is concluded. And thank you so much for listening. I can't thank you enough. My name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast, where we talk about all the latest and greatest things in pop culture. A news-based episode is coming very, very soon. Uh, but yeah, we're going to continue to review movies and TV shows and all the other good stuff in between uh, as it comes up. So thank you for listening. Let's get out of here. I'll see you soon, probably very, very soon, or at least you'll be hearing from me very, very soon. Uh, in the meantime, ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all. We got one goddamn hit.
You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!